Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to this week's Triple Bill, carrying on with our TV special theme from uh, the earlier podcast you've had this week, and it will be our favourite TV to film or film to TV films, I guess. Um, I'm Steve Norman, joined by James Diamond, hello, Jerry McCauley, oh, and Owen Hughes, hello. Uh, so, yes, who wants to kick us off with this one? It was hard for all of us this pod, this uh, this edition yeah. triple bill. I think we all struggled, but we've got three each in the end. What do you mean you struggled? I, I had about ten. I had to cut down to three. Do you mean you you struggled well, so, so to you, get a so list? You, so you struggled in the extent then to whittle it down. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. all right then. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, if he's had so many, I think we should start with our crap ones and see how many we missed. Now, <laughs> I think I think we should start with his brilliant three that are the best and probably include Power Rangers the movie. <laughs> I find I'll, I'm happy to start. Uh, first one I'm going to start with is, um, and it's not, it's um, this is based on characters from a TV show. Uh, and the, the TV show in uh, in question is Saturday Night Live, which I think has spawned a number of films. Um, but the one I've chosen is from 1992, starring uh, basically launched Mike Myers as a film star, uh, Wayne's World. Um, Wayne's World, Mike Myers plays Wayne uh, and his friend, uh, uh, played by Dana Carvey, run a public access television programme in, where is it? I've forgotten now. So this is what happens when I don't do notes. This is bloody terrible. But it's Wayne and Garth, uh, they're heavy metal fans who run a public access television programme and they start to become uh, a little famous, a little more known um, and they... Has anyone here not seen Wayne's World? Good. We've all seen Wayne's World. Yes. Uh, Wayne's World. It is, um, it's got some of the, I I remember growing up and quoting Wayne's World when I was growing up. There was um, Shawing and Foxy Lady and, um, and you know what? I, I, I've I've completely got, it's late. I've had a busy weekend. I've I've, I've, received to make an Alzheimer's joke. Yeah, I know. Look, at this is terrible. It's got Rob Lowe in it. It's got um, Tia Carrera in it. Oh, I fancied her. Something wrong <laughs> in this film. Um, and it's got loads of great jokes. Wayne's World 2, actually. I, I, do you know what? I, I seem to remember Wayne's World 2 more with the um, the Jim Morrison dream and the Naked Indian and Wayne Fest. Oh, is that uh, the second one? Oh, that's that's the, the second one, one. yeah. Oh, but, oh, and the first one has the, uh, the guitar um, that he wants to buy and... 
they're driving in the car too, Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm now just describing things that happened in the film. This is my worst ever podcast performance, and we're only about five minutes in. Shocking. But so, yeah. yeah there's an iconic scene, though, that Bohemian Rhapsody scene is yeah. pretty yeah. iconic. Yes, I think so. Um, it's also got, um, is it Aerosmith in the first one? They're in the second one. Aerosmith are in the second one. Alice Cooper, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. See, every single bit of this film is ingrained in the kind of the popular culture of young people at the time. So, yes, Wayne's World is my number three choice. Um, my second choice is also a character from a TV show. Um, the first film to come from this TV show was the pretty poor Ali G in the house. But my choice is, um, well, you can guess, it, it's Borat, colon, cultural learnings of America for make benefit glorious nation of Kazakhstan. I still think this is the finest Sasha Baron Cohen performance. I think it's the bravest Sasha Baron Cohen performance. I, just a few of the scenes that really stick out are um, at the rodeo in a real kind of red part of America um, when he starts singing the American national, well, the Kazakhstan national anthem. Did, did everybody see the video of that being played at um, the Winter Olympics or whatever it was? No. <laughs> it was uh, yeah. skiing world championships or Winter Olympics. Oh, God, been, yeah, no. They got yeah. played accidentally because some Kazakhstani won it and they were really embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, and they played the end credits, the end credits song of this one. Did Yeah, oh, God, yeah. yeah um, Kazakhstan hate Borat, don't they, with an absolute oh, passion. Yeah. Yeah, and and I don't blame them in a way because it the, the first twenty minutes of the film um, when he's showing people round um, this is my around mother. his village. This <laughs> <laughs> is the woman in Cossack. She is a forty-three. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and when he gets like sent off to America in the, the back of a cab, which is actually being pulled by donkeys, and um, and his neighbour. Um, <laughs> I, get, I get VCR. He get VC. Um, it's it's get horrible. Front step. Front step. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then like the scene, there's yeah the chicken escaping on the subway. Um, so much of it, you you know full well. The, the great thing about Borat is that he was still new and unknown and he could take risks and get away with it. it um, it's, the, it's the kind of mix between sort of slapstick kind of scripted comedy and him just getting American people to embarrass the fuck out of themselves. Yeah, just being really dangerous mm. uh, in some cases. I remember he got sued big time by those two frat boys in the, who were on yes. the bus with them. Who were claiming that they were misrepresented during that section, yes. Um, apparently, Pamela Anderson's bodyguards didn't. Only Pamela Anderson was in on that kidnapping, and her bodyguards didn't know about it. Um, which again is just takes massive balls of steel. That's quite a risk, yeah. Yeah, um, and, and badly for him. The naked fight, which is still one of my favourite fight scenes of all time, um, when they burst into that conference taking place tonight. <laughs> oh, and when they stop the fight out of politeness, naked in the lift with a load of people in there, and then carry on the fight afterwards, attacking him with a massive rubber dildo. Um, <laughs> I haven't laughed so much at a film in a cinema as I did at Borat. I was going to say, one of the best things about Borat was if you went to see it in the cinema, which I think a lot of people will have done because it was very popular. 
Yeah. But it was one of those films that you really fed off everyone else pissing themselves like, Oh, yeah, well. definitely, definitely. It, it just made it so much. It was, it, was, it was a real community thing. Everyone, half the audience in stunned shock and then not being able to stop themselves laughing at certain bits. Um, and just some of the things he says. And actually, some of it is quite gentle comedy in a way. It's just brilliant comedy. The... Um, the not jokes when that guy's trying to teach him how to tell a joke and he just keep and he's like he's just relentless yeah (laughs) and that's actually a really gentle musical style of comedy um apart from the fact that it's coming from this racial stereotype uh and and some of the jokes are very simple beautiful like that and then some of them uh, he, he's, a, he's a genuine chocolate face, for example. He's just, <laughs> just, just stunned um, that someone would even try and get away with that. I think the, the worst one on that thing is the thing where he's talking about his like, disabled brother that you keep in a cage, like raped sister, basically. Yeah. And you can just you just think, what, how did you think that this was a good thing to put in a movie? <laughs> but, it, but every single bit of it works. And, yeah. Um, and you you sitting there thinking, why the hell am I laughing about this yeah. guy talking about that particular? You know, it, it's it's brilliant. I mean, I used to, I was a big fan of, of Borat on the Ali G show. Yeah, I used to love that. And you know, the ones where he went to like the Henley Regatta and stuff. Yeah, uh, he went to like uh, Oxford or Cambridge. I can't remember which. And he just you know pissed off a lot of posh people and things, and and got like some. He got uh, one of the dons in a load of trouble for making sexist comments about women not supposed to be at universities and stuff, didn't he? Yes. Um, that was brilliant. I thought that was the best. That was the best part of the Ali G show, actually. Yeah, uh, but the thing is, um, I think the mistake he made with Ali G was turning Ali G into some kind of comic character. Mm. Uh, Ali G's best moments were interacting and holding up a mirror to other people's prejudices and mm. other people's ridiculousness, Oops. and trying to turn him into some kind of like chav hero. Didn't work. I, think, I think the trouble he has is it's the same with Borat is he can only go so far before everyone knows who it is exactly and it doesn't work anymore so no, he, you can you can do, you can do a Borat 2 could you because everyone everyone would be so aware of who he is they'd be like oh and, on, and no. what he'd have to do is turn him into a narrative character uh, mm. like he did the dictator uh, and that wouldn't work so right. yeah you'll never get any more Borat but but that film and his appearances on Ali G are some of my favourite comedy from the last 20 years. Uh, and so, yeah, my last choice, uh, it's a bit of an obvious choice. It wouldn't surprise me if there's some crops over here and that has been mentioned on Triple Bill before. Um, but I'm going to go with South Park, Bigger, Longer and Uncut. Yeah, again. yeah, that's made the podcast a lot shorter because I've got it as well. So. <laughs> But I, I've ended up actually going for three comedies. There was only one. I, I, there was a few that I missed out, um, just missed out on my list that were kind of dramas like The Fugitive and The Untouchables. I think I, um, I noticed while looking into this that it tended to be, by and large, I mean, one of mine isn't a comedy, but by and large, mm. comedies translated better from TV to film than. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not sure quite. I, th- I think it's because you don't need to do too much with it. You don't need to change it much mm. at all. Where, you know, it's you just make it longer. Uh, and that's exactly what they did. Well, it's in the name. It's bigger, longer, and uncut. And that's in, and mm. part of the great success of it was the fact that they could get away with all the swearing that you couldn't yeah. get away with on it's, network television. Isn't it the, um, the, the, 
film with the most swear words in ever. I, I believe so. Or, it or at least at it time. was. I don't know if it still yeah. has the record, but I'm sure it... It, made it did at the time. like a PG, put it that way. Yeah, uh, here we go. Um, yes, uh, Guinness Book of Records, uh, 2001. The film was said to have the most profanity used in an, in an animated film. Uh, kind of makes sense, but um, uh, 399 swear words in only 81 minutes, that is. 146 uses of the word fuck. That's pretty pretty good going there. Um, so that's basically yeah. what, like two a minute, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that, uh, and and part of that is because I get it very, very meta, very self-referential. It's about censorship. There's a whole Clockwork Orange thing going on there, but it's about how television... Uh, pollutes the mind of our kids, which is what people said South Park the television series was doing to children. So it was, yeah. it was, it was nice self-referencing there. That we've, we've, it was definitely mentioned. It was Steve's pick in best soundtracks, uh, and the songs in this stand up now. They are proper Broadway musical. I, I just remember si- songs. Just remember seeing them do Blame Canada on the Oscars with Robin yeah. Williams. Mm. Mm. And that was it. Hey. Yeah, blame you know you got blame um quite uh country mountain town uh the satan songs and like i said i always keep going on about the one um uh la Revo- uh the revolution yeah, yeah. La the revolution resistance yeah is a perfect um parody homage lovingly to les miserables plus uh, that's the day in giraffe uh in the <laughs> rabbit which is my favorite line of any any film yeah, and and one of, and it's also got one of my other favourite lines when Chef says, "Have you heard the Emancipation Proclamation?" And the Colonel says, "I don't listen to hip hop." <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, brilliant. I mean, uh, it's one of those films that's absolutely outrageous as well. You've got like you know Operation Send in the Darkies or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Operation. It's, so it's Operation out. Get Behind it's the Darkies. American, isn't it? I mean, yeah. to say that's basically saying, well, the US military just sends black people in to get massacred yeah. on the front line. And they just they just do it, and you yeah. think about Team America that happened afterwards. Yeah, that had to, in South Park. The movie had to happen. Team America to happen. I think it's it, it's kind of opened the lid, didn't it? On um, oh yeah, definitely. Well, I think as a satirical film, I'm struggling to think of a better satirical film. You know, if you think about all the stuff that it cuts into, anybody? Yeah. No, so I can't, certainly I can't with think. the scope of or the range of stuff that it covers, it's just uh, yeah. You know, incomparable almost. And, yeah. and it's still think, got Jerry's favourite line about the gi- dying giraffe. Yeah. And the two soldiers going, hey, I think that sounds like a dying giraffe over there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think this and Team America are actually two of the um, the best pieces of satire uh, on American culture, American foreign policy. But I, mean, I, I, mean, I don't know if, I don't know if, you know, if you guys agree, but when you watch like the first couple of series of South Park, not a lot of it seems to be satire. It just seems to be like cartoon characters that are children swearing a lot. And it doesn't seem to be like they get into like big time satire until after the movie. So the movie was kind of different in that respect yeah. to the early yeah. episodes. I think, I think a lot of people write South Park off for that reason as well. I think when it first came out, it made a lot of headlines because it was yeah. kids swearing, and you know that's that's shocking. But it's it's, it's really underrated as a, mm. as a satire. As it, nothing that's doing that better anymore. There was a lot of kind of uh, it started off a lot more pop culture references to begin with. I still remember Mecha Streisand, which mm. I, I, I absolutely <laughs> yeah. love Mecha yeah. Streisand, and there were a few kind of 
like, David Smith or whatever it was was a giant yeah. thing. Um, yeah. When it really kicked off for me was um, with Scott, Scott Tenement Must Die, yeah. um, which had Radiohead in and the whole thing with Carmen buying the pubes. Um, that is probably my favourite episode of all time of South Park. And that, that was the moment where it started to become genuinely brilliant television rather than just like quite funny Friday night television. So, yeah, that's my three choices. And like I said, I had a load more that I, I wish I could have said. Starsky and Hutch was one of my... Uh, I really like the Ben Stiller, Owen Wilson, Starsky and Hutch. And um, Beavis and Butthead do America. I was desperate to get into my list, but I couldn't quite. So that's my list of three there. Well, uh, James has already told you one of my three, South Park, Bigger, Longer and Uncut. Uh, the other two are quite simple, really. Sex and the City and Sex and the City 2. Uh, move on, <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> of course, I'm only joking. Yeah, there's an awkward sound here, Steve. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because yeah, I've I've ranted about Sex and the City the movie on here before, and I'm mm. I'm, I'm almost ready to go and watch Sex and the City two now just to rant on here again. But <laughs> what are your real choices, then, Steve? Uh, well, the second one, obviously, the first one you took away from me uh, <laughs> viciously is, yeah. and it's I reckon this was on your shortlist as well. The Muppets, the new one. Obviously, <laughs> yes, it was. Obviously, on my from list, but I've already. Banged yeah. on about the Muppets, and I've, and I've banged on about it plenty. But you know, I've seen you know a Muppet Christmas Carol and a Muppet Treasure Island and a few of the other ones. But this one, despite some of them being good, this the newest one out, the Muppets, was just really good, brilliant mm-hmm. film, entertaining, funny. You know, Jason Segel wrote it and is brilliant in it himself. The Muppets are sort of kind of. Yeah, we've we've spoke about it so much before, um, but James will probably do it better than me. Well, I'm a big Muppets fan as well. I think it's just fantastic. And then, I mean, I'm not a fan of musical numbers, as regular listeners will have gathered by now. But like South Park, I mean, South Park is is pretty much a musical, isn't it, if you think about it? And the Muppets has a lot of musical numbers, and I really enjoy it. And I think it's testament to the quality of the film that even though I hate musicals, and if you tell me, oh, we're going to put a musical on, I'm going, ah. Yeah. Not this. It's, I, I love it. I absolutely well, love it. I so. think it's testament to how well this new Muppets film was written that the Muppets haven't really been around for a long time or popular for a long time. And then this film's been made and they're sort of back right at the top. It's really popular. It was a really good film, really well received by critics and the people who watched it, like the, you know, just normal cinema goers. And it'll probably have spin off sequels, you know, made easily. You would think so, and also exciting movie news of the week. Does everyone know that Muppet Christmas Carol is being re-released in cinemas this year? Yes. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> yes, no, I'm very, very excited. There's a trailer out for it already now, and um, isn't it like the original th- theatrical version as well from America or something like that? I think Some so, amazing, yeah. like yeah, yeah. I've heard good things though, about you know. Uh, about the Muppets movie, especially from from you guys on here before, but I still haven't got around to seeing it. Um, Rectify that, you know. I know. Why are you why, why are you watching Mad Men? Do you want to break, <laughs> break from Mad Men? Stay yeah. stick Muppets on. And oh. Memento, I've still got to watch from last week as well. This list is building. Uh, yeah, final choice is for me um, not a comedy. Uh, it was Star Trek, the newest one released. I'm not a massive Trekkie. Uh, much prefer Star Wars. Probably haven't seen any of the other Star Trek films or watched any of the Star Trek television programmes, but I thought the new film was just, you know, 
not world class, not you know ten out of ten, but very entertaining, sci-fi fun, and you know definitely go and watch the sequels when they come out. Um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I'm not not a big Star Trek fan either at all, and I think um, you know there'll probably be a lot of people who are thinking the old Star Trek movies. If you are into Star Trek, are probably really really good. Wrath of Khan was on my list. Yeah, it's on mine actually. Yeah, it I picked Wrath it. of Khan. Is a, yeah. Oh, you've you've got Wrath. I've of Khan. actually picked it. Yeah, Amazing. I've gone for Wrath of Khan. Oh, we'll hear about that in a minute. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I'm not into it. You know what I mean? It's not one of those things that I've ever really been bothered by. I've seen a handful of them. And it's just, it's all right, but it's not great. But I mean, that new one was was really well made as a standalone sci-fi film. It works, you know, not necessarily just as a Star Trek film. It's probably quite hard. It's probably quite hard to make something that. It's got you know a TV program. It's got such a, a rich and deep history and such a big following of absolute nerds that are going to pick up on every single tiny little fault that you make. Just with another the film. group we're going to insult then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's quite a big demographic as well. Uh. Yeah, if you're a retarded gay nerd, you're definitely not going to listen to this again. <laughs> I must say, I was quite worried when he started talking about Borat. So I was thought, oh, that's the Jews gone. That's, yeah, it's <laughs> another demographic down. Yeah, a, a Jewish, a Jewish Kazakhstani retarded gay nerd is definitely not listening to us again. No. Um, I'm just going to say, it's also um, the new Star Trek is also a non-Edgar Wright film that Simon Pegg is good in. Yeah, which is rare recently. Very that's rare. All. Uh, so, yes, uh, who's going to go next? Uh, Jerry can go next because we've already had one of his. Okay. Um, yeah, I chose I chose start, uh, South Park. That was one of the first ones that came to my mind. One of the other ones that came to my mind pretty um, quickly, which I'm amazed no one else has said, Naked Gun. Oh, on a short list. My short <laughs> list. I told you I'd loads. <laughs> You Have you seen the original series that it's based on, though? Joe? Police yes. Squad, yes. Amazing. I, I, I haven't seen it, so I, I had to leave it off my list, but uh, I do like the Naked Gun film, so I'm glad it's made it on here. There's only six episodes you have to watch. That's, add that to your list as well. It's only six episodes, yeah. and they're even better than the Naked Gun film. Yeah, a lot of the Naked Gun is sort of lines from Police Squad as well. You'll recognise a lot yeah. of it. Mm. Okay. You know, it's, it's, it's just brilliant. It's... Um, I, I mean, the sequels are brilliant as well. You know, I think the whole series, I absolutely love The Naked Gun. Um, it's, just, it's just fantastic, you know. I, there's so many lines in it. Leslie Nielsen just basically made a career off the back of these things. You know, it was just fantastic. It, it, it's so funny. I think even though I've seen it, I must have seen it 10 times or more now, and it still makes me laugh at all sorts of different things. You know, it's just a classic story. Boy finds girl, boy loses girl, girl finds boy, boy forgets girl. <laughs> I remember the girl. Bill Nigel tried to blip over the orange bowl. <laughs> uh, it's one of them. No, it's it's fantastic. Um, I think I've talked. I think I talked about it on the very first podcast, actually, if I remember rightly. Um, and I think it's just the funniest film. It's probably the funniest film ever. It's just brilliant. I could and I could watch it endlessly. I think that's why it's so funny. Is that it will still make me laugh again and again and again. Or did I talk about Airplane? Mm. Maybe I talked about airplane. I believe we've spoken about both yeah. on here. So, but the, yeah, they're pretty much the same in terms of endlessly quotable, um, yeah. endlessly watchable. Love them both. Yeah. yeah, I think it was airplane on recollection. But yeah, naked guns, naked guns, pretty good as well. And the final one I came up with. Now I had a few, and there were some that were mentioned. I did think about Star Trek, 
Uh, I thought about Mission Impossible as well, which, which you know, but I never watched the original, so I, I don't really give a shit. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't like Tom Cruise, so he can, he can screw. I also thought of um, Anne's Family Values, which is okay. cool. a good film. But do you know what I went for in the end? 80s classic Transformers the movie. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool. Everybody loves that film. I think all of us, all of us remember as a child. Optimus Prime dying on Transformers. Sorry for the spoiler. Spoiler, yeah, spoiler. Alert. <laughs> you haven't seen it. I mean, come on. Yeah, I think pretty much everyone our age. Yeah, I've got no subject. problem with spoiling yeah. an eighties film. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> and it had, it had like Orson Welles and Leonard Nimoy, in which I only realised yeah. I was an adult. <laughs> you don't realise quite how good it was. It was just fantastic. I mean, the, the, the TV show was brilliant. Um, way, way, way better than the Michael Bay version. Mm. Oh, almost incomparable how different they are. But yeah, Transformers the movie. It's a classic. It's, it's one of the great kids' films of all time and just a great film on its own in, in its own right. Mm-hmm. The animation style is brilliant as well. Mm-hmm. So, and the soundtrack, the soundtrack is awesome. Yes, the soundtrack is fantastic. Yeah. Well worth a, a, a look if you've, not, if you've not checked it out since you were a child. Yeah, that's my three. Short, sharp. Mm. Short, sharp and to the point. Owen? Um, what are your three? Okay, my final choice will probably not go down too well. Uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, I'll leave that there as a little bit of suspense building. The first, my first choice, I was, I thought it might come up, but I mean, we've talked about it quite a lot. In fact, we mentioned it on the last podcast. It's um, In the Loop, which is, mm. of course, a kind of spin-off from the thick of it. Yeah. You know, maybe not direct spin-off but it takes a lot of the characters and stuff yeah so. shortlisted again so yeah i'm just gonna say that to everything anyone says anyway. <laughs> yeah i mean I've, I've said all i wanted to say about it on the previous podcast it came up last time so i'm not gonna go on about it you know great characters and great very funny satire like we were talking about with um uh safe park and brilliantly funny but i'm just gonna move on straight to my second choice which we've already sort of mentioned which is uh star trek 2 the Wrath of Khan. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's probably um, safe to assume that most people in our age range kind of grew up watching one version of Star Trek or another. I, you know, Star Trek... James, next James grew up while I was cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> next step, Picard is always my... Uh, everyone's yes. got their own Doctor Who. Uh, mine was Sylvester McCoy because I'm an old bastard, but not as old as some people. Um, but yeah, Picard is my yeah. is my captain. However, um, I grew up weirdly. The films were out. Of, I I don't know quite of the dates, but it seems to me um, Captain Kirk's films were out around the same time as uh, Picard's TV yeah. series. Is that about right? Yeah, it's a bit. Well, I mean, the um, uh, maybe a little Wrath- bit before, but yeah, yeah. I mean, Wrath of Khan is set when Kirk's quite old and he's already mm. retired and stuff. Um, but yeah, Kirk, uh, Picard was was sort of the, the the captain of the Starship Enterprise that I grew up watching. Yeah, um, I didn't. Beeps did at two, really... six o'clock. Yeah, yeah that's it. Whoopi yeah, Goldberg. It was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, in my house, it was just all about Next Generation. I kind of grew up um, uh, in ignorance, I guess, of the original series. Mm. I didn't really watch it until I was a bit older. Uh, but even then, it was only kind of like the bit of episode that I'd caught, and I instantly passed it off as inferior to Next Generation because yeah. Next Generation was so good. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, it wasn't really until sort of off the cuff I picked up a copy of Wrath of Khan from uh, Sainsbury's, I think it was. It was um, about sort of five quid in one of their little bargain bin things. So I, I'd heard quite a lot about it and I thought, well, I'll just pick it up. Then. The original motion picture I still haven't seen, but I'm led to believe it's kind of a bit shit anyway. So I've just skipped that. First Contact was, was the Star Trek film that I'd seen before Wrath of Khan, which is um, The Next Generation. Uh, when they go back in time to uh, stop the Borg. But, yeah, I haven't picked that film, so I'm going to shut up about that one. But, um, yeah, I mean, even compared to the J.J. Abrams film, which I actually went to see in the cinema, which was quite a rare thing for me at the time, um, just moved to Oxford, so I wasn't going to see many films, but I did want to go and see the Star Trek film, and it, it was pretty good. What, what's, um, what's so anti-cinema about Oxford? I was just really expensive. I just moved here, and it was... Was it 2009 when Star Trek came out? So yeah, we were just kind of like, yeah. it just got married and stuff, and it was just like, no money. So, um, yeah, but so I, I went to see it in the cinema, and I was quite impressed by it. But I still think Wrath of Khan is probably the best Star Trek film that I've seen. Mm. Shatner's just brilliant in it. He probably outdoes himself as Kirk yeah. without, without coming across as like a parody of himself. And, oh, Khan, yeah. and Khan is just a great villain for the story. There's a kind of perfect foil for each other, really. You've got Khan, who's playing this role of like a creator, sort of generating the new and kicking out the old. And then you've got Kirk, who's this old man who's kind of almost um, reluctantly agreed to go on this cadet training program. And they just basically play off each other so brilliantly. And uh, yeah, it's just a great film. It's got to be the best Star Trek film I've seen. Um, I still think Next Generation's probably the better of the TV shows. Yeah. But this film's probably the best. It wins in the in the battle of the films, I think. Um, yeah. So, so my final choice then, which is the one I think will probably be a bit controversial, um, is the nineteen ninety Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. Oh no, that was on my list. I oh, was it. Oh, good. Yeah. So it was shortlisted. Yeah. I'll be honest, it it wasn't on mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not necessarily a favourite film of mine, but I guess it's more one that I remember liking quite a bit as a kid. And I rewatched all four of the 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 um the films when that Michael Rip Bay reboot was in the pipeline earlier you, in the year. But you earlier this year you just went back and watched the four teenage you've got too yeah, much did. time on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> I have a commute every day. You could work. have been watching the wire, goddamn <laughs> no, 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 you did. No, I did no, watch no, the wire. Yeah, no. uh, yeah. Something else you should, anything. Bad men, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, what I realised was actually, I thought it was going to be awful. I watched um, He-Man as well this year. Oh, that remember. film is shocking. I it love the programme, but that yeah. film is film. terrible. That was one of those films that I refused to watch because I remember it so fondly. I just, I can't go back and realise how terrible it is. I, I even hated it as a kid. Oh. <laughs> I hated it as a kid as well, but I thought perhaps it's not as bad as I, but no, it is awful. But the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle film, um, the first two, at least, kind of, they held up to what I remembered them being like. And um, Yeah, they went downhill a bit, didn't they? But... Yeah, when they started going back in time and stuff, yeah, that was a bit a bit weird. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I imagine it's kind of controversial as well, because most people probably think they're shit films. Um, and I thought the other reason it might be a bit controversial choice is because it's all Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a comic before it was a cartoon. So maybe, mm. but, you know... Is it a TV series converted to a film, or is it comic turned into film? But it's—I it, think it's very much an adaptation of the TV show. 
it draws a lot more yeah. elements from the TV show than the, the, the comic. Um, I mean, it loses a little bit in trans something in translation to, to being a film from the from the comic anyway. The cartoon's almost a filtering process that the, the, the concept has gone through. It rem- the, the cartoon removed a hell of a lot of the violence and the satire of sort of 80s pop culture. And I mean, it, it kind of tries to reinsert a bit of this cheeky violence. And I mean, if you don't know already, actually, the, the, the comic was created to sort of take the piss out of the kind of rush of inexperienced Applicably popular ninja-related shit that was out at the time. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, one, it's a it's a comic slash program slash film about a bunch of Renaissance named turtles yeah. being taught by their rat sensei. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, who came up with that? That's what I want to know. How did how did that how did that idea come into his head? Well, I don't know how they got to the idea of the turtles stuff, but the um. A lot of it was because there was loads of like ninja stuff out at the time, and the Karate Kid, and all that kind of stuff. I'm assuming because there were also around that time were all the urban myths about pets being flushed down the toilet and turned into giant alligators in the New York sewers as well. So I'm assuming, yeah, maybe that that played a part in it as well. This idea that um, pets that you could get rid of could turn into <laughs> ninja turtles. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, but um, I mean, it, I don't think they expected it to ever grow into this sort of multi, multi-million pound franchise that it did. Um, you know, especially I don't think they envisioned it ever becoming a film when it was first sort of commissioned to be a TV cartoon for kids and stuff. But um, I think the film holds up surprisingly well. I was, I was really expecting it to be a, a bit shit and I was just thinking it's just going to be one of these films I remember as being quite good. And if it is good now, it's only because of nostalgia and I'm watching it with the sort of rose-tinted glasses. But you know, it's kind of very dated in its humour, as you, you'd expect being a, a 1990 kids film. But against my better judgment, I really couldn't resist chuckling at, chuckling at a, sort of a few of the jokes that they've got. Um, and yeah, the costumes in it, I always, always thought, oh, they're going to look really shit as well. But it's like, they actually look a lot better than I remember. And some of the sort of more acrobatic scenes that they do, it's really actually quite impressive given how restrictive you'd expect them. <laughs> The costumes to be they look really cumbersome and stuff but you know and like i say it was a lot more violent than i was expecting not kind of horrendously so or, or even at the level of the original comic but it's definitely more so than, than the cartoon was i mean if you imagine sort of the cartoon how heavily censored it was just just to the pointlessness of leonardo never actually using his swords kind of thing or michelangelo's <laughs> nunchucks being removed completely from cartoons he's cartoon episodes <laughs> It, you know, it was quite refreshing, I guess, to see that they've actually tried to bring it back a little bit to its roots while still capturing what the cartoon was about. But yeah, I mean, overall, it was a nice trip down memory lane. Uh, and I think if my six-year-old self ever managed to time travel forward and find out I didn't pick it for for a triple bill, based, you know, films based on cartoon series or TV series, he'd probably hurl his Michelangelo toy at me <laughs> and then probably cry. But um <laughs> But yeah, that was my final choice. I thought it might have been a bit controversial, but yeah, I'm glad actually that it got shortlisted by you, Jerry, as well. It was, um, I think it's a decent film. It was awesome, although it is, I think the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have a lot to, to answer for in terms of my pizza love. <laughs> yeah, some of the weird pizzas that came out at the time, actually. They made, they released some of these weird, like, chocolate pizzas and marshmallow pizzas. Uh, Can I ever remember this? I just remember lots of people saying cowabunga. Yeah, cowabunga. That's yes. the main the main memory of that. Mm. Uh, no, I, I, I'm big. I'm a big turtles fan. I think I, I'm, I'm 
I'm seriously considering watching the the first one again now, Owen, because you said it stands up. It does. Films that I've avoided watching because I know it will probably be shit, but I remember <laughs> it fondly, so I don't want to ruin the illusion. Yeah, I mean, don't go into it expecting it to be um, absolutely mind blowing. It's probably not at the level of like the Transformers film, for instance. The you know the the original one with Orson Welles and stuff in it, but. Mm. Um, it was, like I say, a nice sort of trip down memory lane for me. And the second film is actually pretty good as well. The third film's not very good at all. And I really didn't get on very well with the uh, animated film that came out. Not, uh, not I didn't good. watch that. Do you know, is, is Michael Bay still trying to make them into aliens in the new reboot? That's I think what I've heard. It's, it's, it's been halted, hasn't it? It's not actually going uh, ahead. Oh, yeah. thank God for that. I know, but yeah, right. he's, going, but he's going back to Transformers, isn't he? Yeah. He's making more Transformers films. Wow. <laughs> Someone will watch them. Not me. Does anybody else remember? This is just tri- triggering my memory. Do you remember Biker Mice from Mars as well? Yeah, I do, yeah. Uh, wow. Oh, what memories. And they never made a Thundercats film either. Sad did, to me to this day. They rebooted the cartoon series. Have you seen any of the new cartoons? Yeah, it's on Channel 5. I can't do that. I can't, I can't <laughs> do that. There. No, they needed to make a film at the time with people in terrible cat makeup. Would have been awesome. <laughs> no, they they relaunched all the toys because I used to work in a toy shop. Uh, uh-huh. They relaunched all the toys. And we all got very very excited. All the adults, <laughs> like not the kids, just really excited that, that there was Thundercats back. Have you watched any of the old the original cartoon series? Like now as an adult, have you rewatched any of it? No, no. You buy them on DVD though. I think they're like yeah. dirt cheap. Yeah, uh, is it not it, good? Not good. No, not really. Is Mumra not scary anymore? He's not scary. It's just yeah. it's a bit depressing how actually when you watch it how um, terrible it is. Oh, I won't do that then. My girlfriend yeah. and I watched an episode of Power Rangers. Oh yeah, ago because it was I think it's on US Netflix or something. And we thought, oh, let's watch it. No, no. <laughs> oh god. It's like oh, a... See now I feel old because I remember Power Rangers being like for kids when I was growing up. That was. You young bastards. <laughs> Do you know what else didn't get a mention on this podcast that I think needs to be out there? The Keenan and Kel film. <laughs> what? Which one? Did they make an actual Keenan and Kel film? Yeah. I bet you Steve went to see it. No. Steve's falling asleep. Oh, what? <laughs> good burger. The Keenan and oh, Kel good. film. Yeah, okay. But they don't play Keenan and Kel in it, though, do they? No, but it's Keenan and Kel. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> It's not the same, though, is it? I mean, it's the same era that Mr. Bean made films as well. Oh God, yeah. Well, on that terrible era of films, we'll end this week's triple bill. What's next week's, James? Um, next week is the um, is our favourite, most well, I say favourite advisedly. It's our most frightening moments in film to go with the Paranormal Activity Four review. So it's the moments in film which have scared the absolute shit out of you. Mm-hmm. There we go. Thanks all of you lot for listening. Thanks uh James, Owen, Jerry for contributing. Thanks K Mac for the music. And <laughs> we'll be back same time next week with more <laughs> inane ramblings about films.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I run a public access television program, and they start to become uh, a little famous, a little more known, um, and they... Has anyone here not seen Wayne's World? Good. We've all seen Wayne's World. Yeah. Uh, Wayne's World. It is. Um, it's got some of the. It, I I remember growing up and quoting Wayne's World when I was growing up. There was um Shawing and Foxy Lady and um and you know what. I, I, I've I've completely got. It's late. I've had a busy weekend. I've, <laughs> I've, I've received to make an Alzheimer's joke. Yeah, I know. Look at this is terrible. It's got Rob Lowe in it. It's got um Tia Carrera in it. Oh, I fancied her something wrong <laughs> in this film. Um and it's got loads of great jokes. Wayne's World Two actually, I, I do you know what? I I seem to remember Wayne's World Two more with the um the Jim Morrison dream and the naked Indian and Wayne Fest. Oh, is that uh, the second one? Oh, that's that's the, the second one. one, yeah. Oh but oh and the first one has the uh the guitar um that he wants to buy and they're driving in the car to Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm now just describing things that happened in the film. This is my worst ever podcast performance, and we're only about five minutes in. Shocking. But so, yeah. It's an iconic scene, though. That Bohemian Rhapsody scene yeah. is pretty yeah. iconic. Yes, I think so. Um, it's also got, um, is it Aerosmith in the first one? They're in the second one. Aerosmith are in the second one. Alice Cooper, we're not worthy. We're not worthy. See, every single bit of this film is ingrained in the kind of the popular culture of young people at the time. So, yes, Wayne's World is my number three choice. Um, my second choice is also a character from a TV show. Um, the first film to come from this TV show was the pretty poor Ali G in the house. But my choice is, um, I can guess, it, it's Borat. Colon, cultural learnings of America for make benefit glorious nation of Kazakhstan. I still think this is the finest Sasha Baron Cohen performance. I think it's the bravest Sasha Baron Cohen performance. I just a few of the scenes that really stick out are um at the rodeo in a real kind of red part of America. Um when he starts singing the American national well, the Kazakhstan national anthem. <laughs> Did, did everybody see the video of that being played at um, the Winter Olympics or whatever it was? No. <laughs> it was, yeah. know, it was Skiing World Championships or Winter Olympics. Oh, God. Yeah, no. They got yeah. played accidentally because some Kazakhstani won it and they were really embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, and they played the end credits, the end credits song of this one. Did Yeah, oh, God, yeah. yeah um, Kazakhstan hate Borat, don't they, with an absolute oh, passion. Yeah. Yeah, and and I don't blame them in a way because it the, the first twenty minutes of the film um, when he's showing people round um, this is my this village. <laughs> this is woman in Cossack. She is a forty-three. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and when he gets like sent off to America, 
in the, the back of a cab, which is actually being pulled by donkeys. And, um, and his neighbour, um, <laughs> I get VCR, he get VC. Um, it's it's horrible, right? It's the front step. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, like the scene, there, yeah, the chicken escaping on the subway. Um, so much of it, you you know full well. It, the, the great thing about Borat is that he was still new and unknown, and he could take risks and get away with it. it um, it's the it's the kind of mix between sort of slapstick kind of scripted comedy and him just getting American people to embarrass the fuck out of themselves. Yeah. Just being really dangerous mm. uh, in some cases. I remember he got sued big time by those two frat boys in the, who were on yes. the bus with them. Who were claiming that they were misrepresented during that section, yes. Um, apparently, Pamela Anderson's bodyguards didn't... Only Pamela Anderson was in on that kidnapping and her bodyguards didn't know about it. Um, which, again, is just takes massive of steel. That's quite a risk, yeah. Yeah, um, and, and very badly for him. The naked fight, which is still one of my favourite fight scenes of all time, um, when they burst into that conference taking place tonight. <laughs> oh, and when they stop the fight out of politeness, naked in the lift with a load of people in there, and then carry on the fight afterwards, <laughs> attacking him with a massive rubber dildo. Um, <laughs> I haven't laughed so much at a film in a cinema as I did at Borat. I was going to say, one of the best things about Borat was if you went to see it in the cinema, which I think a lot of people will have done because it was very popular. Yeah. But it was one of those films that you really fed off everyone else pissing themselves like, Oh, yeah, well. definitely, definitely. It it just made it so much. It was, it was, it was a real community thing. Everyone, half the audience in stunned shock and then not being able to stop themselves laughing at certain bits. Um, and just some of the things he says. And... Actually, some of it is quite gentle comedy in a way. It's just brilliant comedy. The um, the not jokes when that guy's trying to teach him how to tell a joke, and he just keep and he's like, he's I, I, relentless, I, yeah, not. <laughs> and that's actually a really gentle musical style of comedy. Um, apart from the fact that it's coming from this racial stereotype, uh, and and some of the jokes are very simple beautiful like that and then some of them uh he, he's a he's a genuine chocolate face for example it's just, <laughs> just, just stunned um that someone would even try and get away with that i think the, the worst one on that thing is the thing where he's talking about his like disabled brother that you keep in a cage like raped sister basically yeah and you can just you just think what how did you think that this was a good thing to put in a movie yeah. <laughs> but it, but every single bit of it works. And, yeah. Um, and you, you're sitting there thinking, why the hell am I laughing about this yeah. guy talking about that particular, you know? It, it's it's brilliant. I mean, I used to, I was a big fan of, of Borat on the Ali G show. Yeah. I used to love that. And, you know, the ones where he went to, like, the Henley Regatta and stuff. Yeah. Uh, he went to, like, uh, Oxford or Cambridge, I can't remember which, and he just, you know, pissed off a lot of posh people and things. And, and got like some, he got uh, one of the dons in a load of trouble for making sexist comments about women not supposed to be at universities and stuff, didn't he? Yes. Um, that was brilliant. I thought that was the best, that was the best part of the Ali G show, actually. Yeah. And, but the thing is, um, I think the mistake he made with Ali G was turning Ali G into some kind of comic character. Mm. Uh, Ali G's best moments were interacting and holding up a mirror. <laughs> to other people's prejudices and mm. other people's ridiculousness and trying to turn him into some kind of, like, chav hero. 
didn't I think, I think the trouble he has is it's the same with Bora, is he can only go so far before everyone knows who it is. Exactly. And it doesn't work anymore. So no, he, you can you can do you can do a Borat two, could you? Because everyone everyone would be so aware of who he is, they'd be like, Oh, and, and no. what he'd have to do is turn him into a narrative character. Uh, mm. like he did the dictator, uh, and that wouldn't work. So, right. yeah, you'll never get any more Borat, but but that film and his appearances on Ali G are some of my favourite comedy from the last 20 years. Uh, and so, yeah, my last choice, uh, it's a bit of an obvious choice. It wouldn't surprise me if there's some crops over here, and that has been mentioned on Triple Bill before, um, but I'm going to go with South Park, Bigger, longer, and uncut. Yeah, again. yeah, that's made the podcast a lot shorter because I've got it as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I've ended up actually going for three comedies. There was only one. I, I, there was a few that I missed out. Um, just missed out on my list that were kind of dramas like The Fugitive and The Untouchables. Mm. I think I, um, I noticed while looking into this that it tended to be, by and large, I mean, one of mine isn't a comedy, but by and large, mm. comedies translated better from TV to film. Than uh, yeah yeah I, I'm I'm not sure quite I th- I think it's because you don't need to do too much with it you don't need to change it much mm. at all where you know it's you just make it longer uh, and that's exactly what they did well, it's in the name it's bigger longer and uncut and that's in, and mm. part of the great success of it was the fact that they could get away with all the swearing that you couldn't yeah. get away with on is, network television isn't it the, um, the the film with the most swear words in ever. I believe so. Or, or, or at least at it time. was. I don't know if it still yeah. has the record, but I'm sure it... It makes it did at the time. seem like a PG, put it that way. Yeah, oh, here we go. Um, yes, uh, Guinness Book of Records, uh, 2001. The film was said to have the most profanity used in an, in an animated film. Uh, kind of makes sense. But um, uh, 399 swear words in only 81 minutes, that is. 146 uses of the word fuck. That's pretty pretty good going there. Um, so that's basically yeah. one like two a minute, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yeah, that, uh, and and part of that is because I get it very very meta, very self referential. It's about censorship. There's a whole Clockwork Orange thing going on there, but it's about how television uh, pollutes the mind of our kids, which is what people said South Park the television series was doing to children. So it was yeah. it was it was nice self referencing there that we've we've. It was definitely mentioned. It was Steve's picking best soundtracks, uh, and the songs in this stand up now. They are proper Broadway musical. I, I just remember se- songs. Remember seeing them do "Blame Canada" on the Oscars with Robin yeah. Williams. Mm. Mm. And that was it. Uh, yeah, blame. You know, you got blame. Um, quite uh, country man to town. Uh, the Satan songs, and like I said, I always keep going on about the one. Um, uh, La Reve- uh, the revolution, yeah, yeah. La the revolution yeah. is a perfect um, parody homage, lovingly to Les Misérables. Plus, uh, has the day in giraffe uh, in the <laughs> rabbit, which is my favourite line of any any film. Yeah, and and one of, and it's also got one of my other favourite lines when Chef says, "Have you heard the Emancipation Proclamation?" <laughs> and the Colonel says, "I don't listen to hip hop." <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, brilliant. I mean, uh, it's one of those films that's absolutely outrageous as well. You got like, you know Operation Send in the Darkies or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Operation. I mean, it's like so it's Operation out. Get Crazy, Behind the Darkies. American, isn't it? I mean, yeah. 
to say that that's basically saying, well, the US military just sends black people in to get massacred yeah. on the front line. <laughs> and they just they just do it. And you yeah. think about Team America that happened afterwards. Yeah. That had to, South Park, the movie had to happen for Team America to happen. I think <clears> it's, it, it's kind of opened the lid, didn't it? On, well, I think as a satirical film, I'm struggling to think of a better satirical film, you know, if you think about all the stuff that it cuts into. Anybody? Yeah. No, yeah, I can't. Certainly I can't with think. the scope of, or the range of stuff that it covers, it's just, uh, yeah. you know, incomparable almost. And, yeah. and it's still think... got Jerry's favourite line about the dying giraffe. Yeah. And the two soldiers <laughs> going, hey, I think that sounds like a dying giraffe over there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think this and Team America are actually two of the um, the best pieces of satire uh, on American culture, American foreign policy. But I, mean, I, I, mean, I don't know. If, I don't know if you know if you guys agree. But when you watch like the first couple of series of South Park, not a lot of it seems to be satire. It just seems to be like cartoon characters that are children swearing a lot. And it doesn't seem to be like they get into like big time satire until after the movie so the movie was kind of different in that respect yeah. to the early yeah. episodes I think, I think a lot of people write South Park off for that reason as well I mm. think when it first came out it made a lot of yeah. headlines because yeah. it was kids swearing and you know that's, that's shocking but it's, it's, think it's really underrated as a, mm. as a satire as it, nothing that's doing that better anymore there was a lot of kind of uh, it started off a lot more pop culture references to begin with I still remember Mecha Streisand which mm. I, I, I absolutely <laughs> yeah. love yeah. and there were a few kind of like David Smith or whatever it was was a giant yeah. thing <laughs> when it really kicked off for me was um, with Scott Scott Tenement Must Die yeah. um, which had Radiohead in and the whole thing with Carmen buying the pubes um, that is probably my favourite episode of all time of South Park and that, that was the moment where it started to become genuinely brilliant television rather than just like quite funny Friday night television. So yeah, that's my three choices. And like I said, I had a load more that I, I wish I could have said. Starsky and Hutch was one of my, uh, I really like the Ben Stiller, Owens and Starsky and Hutch. And um, Beavers and Butthead do America. I was desperate to get into my list, but I couldn't quite. So that's my list of three there. Well, uh, James has already told you one of my three, South Park, Bigger, Longer and Uncut. Uh, the other two are quite simple, really. Sex in the City and Sex in the City 2. Uh, move on, <laughs> Jerry. Of course, I'm only joking. Yeah, there's an awkward silence here, Steve. Yeah, I know. Yeah, because yeah, I've, I've ranted about Sex and the City, the movie, on here before, and I'm, mm. I'm, I'm almost ready to go and watch Sex and the City 2 now just to rant on here again. But <laughs> what are your real choices then, Steve? Uh, well, the second one, obviously the first one you took away from me, uh, viciously is yeah. and it's I reckon this was on your short list as well the Muppets the new one obviously, <laughs> yes it was obviously on from list, I've already banged yeah. on about the Muppets and I've, and I've banged on about it plenty but you know I've seen you know a Muppet Christmas Carol and a Muppet Treasure Island and a few of the other ones but this one despite some of them being good this the newest one out the Muppets was just really good brilliant mm-hmm. film entertaining funny you know, Jason Seagull wrote it and is brilliant in it himself. The Muppets are sort of kind of, you know, we've, we've spoke about it so much before, um, but James will probably do it better than me. Well, I'm a big Muppets fan as well. I think it's just fantastic. And then, I mean, I'm not a fan of musical numbers, as regular listeners will have gathered by now. But like South Park, I mean, South Park is, is pretty, pretty much a musical, isn't it? If you think yeah. about it. 
and the Muppets has a lot of musical numbers and I really enjoy it and I think it's testament to the quality of the film that even though I hate musicals and if you tell me oh we're going to put a musical on I'm going ah yeah. not this it's, it's, I, I love it I absolutely well, love I it I so. think it's testament to how well this new Muppets film was written that the Muppets haven't really been around for a long time or popular for a long time and then this film's been made and they're sort of back right at the top it's really popular it was a really good film, really well received by critics and the people who watched it, like the you know just normal cinema goers, and it will probably sp- have spin-off sequels, you know, made easily. You would think so, and also exciting movie news of the week. Does everyone know that Muppet Christmas Carol is being re-released in cinemas this year? Yes, yeah, I heard that. <laughs> yes, no, I'm very very excited. There's a trailer out for it already now, and. Um... Isn't it like the original theatrical version as well from America or something like that? I think so, amazing, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. I've heard good things uh, about, you know, uh, about the Muppets movie, especially from, from you guys on here before, but I still haven't got around to seeing it. Rectify um, that, you know. I know. Why are you, why, why are you watching Mad Men? Do you want to break, <laughs> break from Mad Men? Stick, yeah. stick Muppets on. And um, Memento I've still got to watch from last week as well. This list is building. Uh, yeah, final choice is, for me, um, not a comedy. Uh, it was Star Trek, the newest one released. I'm not a massive Trekkie. Uh, much prefer Star Wars. Probably haven't seen any of the other Star Trek films or watched any of the Star Trek television programmes, but I thought the new film was just, you know, not world-class, not, you know, 10 out of 10, but very entertaining, sci-fi, fun, and, you know, definitely go and watch the sequels when they come out. Um, yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I'm not I'm not a big Star Trek fan either at all, and I think um, you know there'll probably be a lot of people who are thinking the old Star Trek movies. If you are into Star Trek, are probably really really good. Wrath of Khan was on my list. It, I, yeah, it's on mine actually. Yeah, it I picked Wrath of Khan. Is a, yeah. oh, you've you've got Wrath I've of actually Khan. picked it. Yeah, Amazing. I've gone for Wrath of Khan. Oh, we'll hear about that in a minute. Then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I. I, I I'm not into it, you know what I mean? It's not one of those things that I've ever really been bothered by. I've seen a handful of them and it's just, it's all right, but it's not great. But, I mean, that new one was, was really well made. As a standalone sci-fi film, it works, you know, not necessarily just as a Star Trek film. And it's probably quite hard, it's probably quite hard to make something that has got, you know, a TV program that's got such a, a rich and deep history and such a big following of absolute nerds that are going to pick up on every single tiny little fault that you make Just with the film. another group we're going to insult then, yeah. 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 <laughs> That's quite a big demographic as well, there. Yeah, if you're a retarded gay nerd, you're definitely not going to listen to this again. I must say, I was quite worried when you started talking about Borat. So I was thought, oh, that's the Jews gone. That's yeah. That's <laughs> another demographic down. Yeah, a, a, Jewish, a Jewish Kazakhstani retarded gay nerd is definitely not listening to us again. Uh, um, I'm just going to say, it's also... Um, the new Star Trek is also a non-Edgar Wright film that Simon Pegg is good in. Yeah. Which is rare, recently. Very That's rare. That's all. Uh, so, uh, who's going to go next? Uh, Jerry can go next, because we've already had one of his. Okay. Um, yeah, I chose I chose Star, uh, South Park. That was one of the first ones that came to my mind. One of the other ones that came to my mind pretty damn quickly which I'm amazed no one else said, Naked Gun. Oh, on a short list. My short list. <laughs> I told you I'd loads. <laughs> Naked Gun. Have you seen the original series that it's based on, though? Joe? Police yes. One. Yes. It's amazing. 
I haven't seen it, so I, I had to leave it off my list. But uh, I do like the Naked Gun film, so I'm glad it's made it on here. There's only six episodes you have to watch. That's, add that to your list as well. It's only six episodes, yeah. and they're even better than the Naked Gun film. Yeah, a lot of the Naked Gun is sort of lines from Police Squad as well. You'll recognise a lot yeah. of it. Mm. Okay. You know, it's, it's, it's just brilliant. It's, um, I, I mean, the sequels are brilliant as well. You know, I think the whole series, I absolutely love The Naked Gun. Um, it's, just, it's just fantastic, you know. I, there's so many lines in it. Leslie Nielsen just basically made a career off the back of these things. You know, it was just fantastic. It, it's so funny. I think even though I've seen it, I must have seen it 10 times or more now, and it still makes me laugh at all sorts of different things. You know, it's just a classic story. Boy finds girl, boy loses girl, girl finds boy, boy forgets girl. Boy remembers girl. Girl finds a tragic blip accident over the orange bowl. <laughs> it's one of them. No, it's it's fantastic. Um, I, think, I've talk, I think I talked about it on the very first podcast, actually, if I remember rightly. Um, and I think it's just the funniest film. It's probably the funniest film ever. It's just brilliant. I could and I could watch it endlessly. I think that's why it's so funny is that it will still make me laugh again and again and again. Or did I talk about airplane? Mm. Maybe I talked about airplane. I believe no. we've spoken about both yeah. on here. It's a, but the, yeah, they're pretty much the same in terms of endlessly quotable, um, yeah. endlessly watchable. Love them both. Yeah. yeah, I think it was airplane on recollection. But yeah, naked guns, naked guns, pretty good as well. And the final one. I came up with now I had a few and there were some that were mentioned I did think about Star Trek uh, I thought about Mission Impossible as well which which you know but I never watched the original so I, I don't really give a shit um, <laughs> I don't I don't like Tom Cruise so he can he can screw I also thought of um, Adam's Family Values which is okay. a good film but do you know what I went for in the end 80s classic Transformers the movie <laughs> <laughs> nice Everybody loves that film. I think all of us, all of us remember as a child, Optimus Prime dying on Transformers. Sorry for the spoiler. Spoiler, yeah, spoiler. <laughs> you haven't seen it. I mean, come on. Yeah, I think it's pretty much everyone our age. Yeah, I've got no problem with spoiling yeah. an eighties film. Oh, but yeah. <laughs> and it had, it had like Orson Welles and Leonard Nimoy, in which I only realised yeah. I was an adult. <laughs> you don't realise quite how good it was. It was just fantastic. I mean, the, the, the TV show was brilliant. Um, way, way, way better than the Michael Bay version. Mm. They are almost incomparable how different they are. But yeah, Transformers the movie. It's a classic. It's, it's one of the great kids' films of all time and just a great film on its own in, in its own right. Mm-hmm. The animation style is brilliant as well. Mm-hmm. So, and the soundtrack, the soundtrack is awesome. Yes, the soundtrack is fantastic. Yeah. Well worth a, a, a look if you've not if you've not checked it out since you were a child. Yeah, that's my three. Short, sharp. Mm. Short, sharp, and to the point. Owen, um, what are your three? Okay, my final choice will probably not go down too well. Uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, I'll leave that there. There's a little bit of suspense building. The first, my first choice, I, was, I thought it might come up, but I mean, we've talked about it quite a lot. In fact, we mentioned it on the last podcast. It's um, In the Loop which is, of course, a kind of spin-off from the thick of it. Yeah. You know, maybe not direct spin-off, but it takes a lot of the characters and stuff. Yeah, so. shortlisted again. So yeah. I'm just going to say that to everything anyone says anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I've said all I wanted to say about it on the previous podcast. It came up last time, so I'm not going to go on about it. You know, great characters and great, very funny satire, like we were talking about with um, 
uh, safe park and brilliantly funny. But I'm just going to move on straight to my second choice, which we've already sort of mentioned, which is uh, Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's probably um, safe to assume that most people in our age range kind of grew up watching one version of Star Trek or another. I, you know, Star Trek... James, next James grew up while it was cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> next step Picard is always my uh, everyone's yes. got their own Doctor Who uh, mine was Sylvester McCoy because I'm an old bastard but not as old as some people um, but yeah Picard is my <laughs> is my captain however um, I grew up weirdly the films were out of, I, I don't know quite of the dates but it seems to me um, Captain Kirk's films were out around the same time as uh, Picard's TV yeah. series is that about right? Yeah, it's a bit. Well, I mean, the um, maybe a little Wrath- bit before, but yeah, yeah. I mean, Wrath of Khan is set when Kirk's quite old and he's already mm. retired and stuff. Um, but yeah, Kirk, uh, Picard was was sort of the, the the captain of the Starship Enterprise that I grew up watching. Yeah, um, I didn't. Beeps did at two, really... six o'clock. Yeah, yeah that's it. Whoopi yeah, Goldberg. It was... <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, in my house, it was just all about Next Generation. I kind of grew up. Um, uh, in ignorance, I guess, of the original series. I didn't really watch it until I was a bit older. Uh, but even then, it was only kind of like the bit odd episode that I'd caught and I instantly passed it off as inferior to Next Generation because yeah. Next Generation was so good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it wasn't really until sort of off the cuff I picked up a copy of Wrath of Khan from uh, Sainsbury's, I think it was. It was um, about sort of five quid in one of their little bargain bin things. So I, I'd heard quite a lot about it and I thought, well, I'll just pick it up. Then. The original motion picture i still haven't seen but i'm led to believe it's kind of a bit shit anyway so i've just skipped that first contact was was the star trek film that i'd seen before wrath of khan which is um the next generation uh when they go back in time to uh stop the borg but yeah i haven't picked that film so i'm gonna shut up about that one but um yeah i mean even compared to the jj abrams film which i actually went to see in the cinema which was quite a rare thing for me at the time uh, just moved to Oxford, so I wasn't going to see many films, but I did want to go and see the Star Trek film, and it, it was pretty good. What, what's, um, what's so anti-cinema about Oxford? I was just really expensive. I just moved here, and it was, was it 2009 when Star Trek came out? So yeah, we were just kind of like, yeah. it just got married and stuff, and it was just like, no money. So, um, yeah, but so I, I went to see it in the cinema, and I was quite impressed by it. But I still think Wrath of Khan is probably the best Star Trek film that I've seen. Mm. Shatner's just brilliant in it. He probably outdoes himself as Kirk yeah. without without coming across as like a parody of himself. And, oh, Khan, yeah. and Khan is just a great villain for the story. There's a kind of perfect foil for each other, really. You've got Khan who's playing this role of like a creator, sort of generating the new and kicking out the old. And then you've got Kirk, who's this old man who's kind of almost um, reluctantly agreed to go on this cadet training program. And they just basically play off each other so brilliantly. And uh, yeah, it's just a great film. It's got to be the best Star Trek film I've seen. Um, I still think Next Generation's probably the better of the TV shows. Yeah. But but this film's probably the best. Of, uh, it wins in the, in the battle of the films, I think. Um. Yeah, so so my final choice then, which is the one I think will probably be a bit controversial, um, is the 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. Oh, no, that was on my list. Oh, was it? Oh, good. 
Yeah. So it was shortlisted. Yeah. I'll be honest, it, it wasn't on mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not necessarily a favourite film of mine, but I guess it's more one that I remember liking quite a bit as a kid. And I rewatched all four of the the the, um, the films when that Michael Bay reboot was in the pipeline earlier you, in the year. What you earlier this year? You just went back and watched the four teenage. You've got too yeah, much time on your hands. <laughs> Uh, I have a commute every day. You could have been watching The Wire, goddamn. No, 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 you did. I did watch The Wire. Yeah, no. Uh, Something else, anything. Bad men, yeah. Yeah, I I mean, what I realised was actually, I thought it was going to be awful. I watched um, He-Man as well this year. Oh, that film is shocking. I love the TV programme, but that film is terrible. That is one of those films that I refuse to watch because I remember it so fondly. I just I can't go back and realise how terrible it is. I, I even hated it as a kid. Oh. I hated it as a kid as well. But I thought perhaps it's not as bad as I but no, it is awful. But the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle film, um the first two at least, kind of they held up to what I remembered them being like and um Yeah, they went downhill a bit, didn't they? But Yeah. When they started going back in time and stuff, yeah, that was a bit a bit weird. But um <laughs> but yeah, I imagine it's kind of controversial as well, because most people probably think that shit films um, and I thought the other reason it might be a bit controversial choice is because it's all Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was a comic before it was a cartoon so maybe mm. it's, you know is it a TV series converted to a film or is it comic turned into film but it's it, I think it's very much an adaptation of the TV show it draws a lot more yeah. elements from the TV show than the, the, the comic um, I mean it loses a little bit in trans- something in translation to, to being a film from the from the comic anyway. The cartoon's almost a filtering process that the, 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 the concept has gone through. It rem- the, the cartoon removed a hell of a lot of the violence and the satire of sort of 80s pop culture. And I mean, it, it kind of tries to reinsert a bit of this cheeky violence. And I mean, if you don't know already, actually, the, the, the comic was created to take the piss out of the kind of rush of inexplicably popular ninja-related shit that was out at the time. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, one, it's a, it's a comic-slash-program-slash-film about a bunch of renaissance-named turtles yeah. being taught by their rat sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, who came up with that? That's what I want to know. How did, how, did that, how did that idea come into his head? Well, I don't know how they got to the idea of the turtles stuff, but the... Um, a lot of it was because there was loads of like ninja stuff out at the time, the Karate Kid and all that kind of stuff. I was yeah. assuming because there were also around that time were all the urban myths about pets being flushed down the toilet and turned into giant alligators in the New York sewers as well. So I'm assuming, yeah, maybe that that played a part in it as well. This idea that um, pets that you could get rid of could turn into <laughs> ninja turtles. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yes, but um, I mean, it, I don't think they expected it to ever grow into this sort of multi, multi-million pound franchise that it did. Um, you know, especially I don't think they envisioned it ever becoming a film when it was first sort of commissioned to be a TV cartoon for kids and stuff. But um, I think the film holds up surprisingly well. I was, I was really expecting it to be a, a bit shit and I was just thinking it's just going to be one of these films I remember as being quite good. And if it is good now, it's only because of nostalgia and I'm watching it with the sort of rose-tinted glasses. But you know, it's kind of very dated in its humour, as you, you'd expect, being a, a 1990 kids' film. But against my better judgment, I really couldn't resist chuckling at, chuckling at sort of a few of the jokes that they've got. Um, 
And yeah, the costumes in it, I always, always thought, oh, they're going to look really shit as well. But it's they actually look a lot better than I remember. And some of the sort of more acrobatic scenes that they do, it's really actually quite impressive given how restrictive you'd expect <laughs> the, the costumes to be. They look really cumbersome and stuff. But, you know, and like I say, it was a lot more violent than I was expecting. Not kind of horrendously so, or, or even at the level of the original comic, but it, it's definitely more so than, than the cartoon was. I mean, if you imagine sort of, the cartoon, how heavily censored it was, just just to the pointlessness of Leonardo never actually using his swords, kind of thing. Or Michelangelo's <laughs> nunchucks being removed completely from cartoons. It, you know, it was quite refreshing, I guess, to see that they've actually tried to bring it back a little bit to its roots while still capturing what the cartoon was about. But yeah, I mean, overall, it was a nice trip down memory lane. Uh, and I think if my six-year-old self ever managed to time travel forward and find out I didn't pick it for for a triple bill based, you know, films based on cartoon series or TV series, he'd probably hurl his Michelangelo toy at me <laughs> and then probably cry. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, that was my final choice. I thought it might have been a bit controversial, but yeah, I'm glad actually that it got shortlisted by you, Jerry, as well. It was, um, I think it's a decent film. It was awesome, although it is, I think the CNH Mutant Ninja Turtles have a lot to, to answer for in terms of my pizza love. <laughs> Yeah, some of the weird pizzas that came out at the time, actually. They made they released some of these weird, like, chocolate pizzas and marshmallow pizzas. Yeah. Can I ever mm. remember this? Yeah. I just remember lots of people saying cowabunga. Yeah, cowabunga. That yes. was the main, the main memory of that. Mm. Uh, no, I, I, I'm, a big, I'm a big Turtles fan. I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm seriously considering watching the, the first one again now, because you said it stands up. It does. Films that I've avoided watching because I know it will probably be shit, but I remember <laughs> it fondly, so I don't want to ruin the illusion. Yeah. I mean, don't go into it expecting it to be um, absolutely mind-blowing. It's probably not at the level of, like, the Transformers film, for instance. The You know, the, the original one with Orson Welles and stuff in it. But mm. um, it was, like I say, a nice sort of trip down memory lane for me. And the second film is actually pretty good as well. The third film's not very good at all. And I really didn't get on very well with the uh, animated film that came out. Not, uh, not, and didn't watch that. Do you know, is, is Michael Bay still trying to make them into aliens in the new reboot? That's I think what I've heard. It's, it's, it's been halted, hasn't it? It's not actually going uh, ahead. Oh, yeah. thank God for that. I know, yeah, he's, right. going, but he's going back to Transformers, isn't he? Yeah. He's making more Transformers films. Well, <laughs> someone will watch him. Not me. Does anybody else remember? This is just tri- triggering my memory. Do you remember Biker Mice from Mars as well? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, wow. Oh, what memories! And they never made a Thundercats film either. Sad to me to this made, day. They rebooted the cartoon series. Have you seen any of the new cartoons? Yeah, it's on Channel Five. I can't do that. I can't. I can't. <laughs> do that. No, they needed to make a film at the time with people in terrible cat makeup. It would have been awesome. <laughs> no, they. they Relaunched all the toys because I used to work in a toy shop. Uh, oh. They relaunched all the toys. We all got very, very excited. All the adults, like not the kids, just really excited that, that there was Thundercats back. Have you watched any of the old, the original cartoon series? Like now, as an adult, have you rewatched any of it? No, no. I had them on DVD though. I think they were not yeah. dirty. Yeah, uh, is it, it not good? Not good. No, not really. Is Mumra not scary anymore? He's not scary. It's just yeah. it's a bit depressing how actually when you watch it how um terrible it is. Oh, I won't do that then. My girlfriend yeah. and I watched an episode of Power Rangers. Oh yeah, ago because it was on, I think it's on US Netflix or something. And we thought, oh, let's watch it. No, no. <laughs> oh god, 
It's like oh, a... see now I feel old because I remember Power Rangers being like for kids when I was growing up. That was you young bastards. <laughs> Do you know what else didn't get a mention on this podcast that I think needs to be out there? The Keenan and Cal film. <laughs> what? Which one? Did they make an actual Keenan and Cal film? Yeah, I bet you Steve went to see it. No, Steve's falling asleep. Oh, what? <laughs> good burger. The Keenan and Kel. Oh, Kel good. Film. Yeah, okay. But they don't play Keenan and Kel in it, though, do they? No, but it's Keenan and Kel. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> it's not the same, though, is it? I mean. It's the same era that Mr. Bean made films as well. Oh, God, yeah. Well, on that terrible era of films, we'll end this week's Triple Bill. What's next week's, James? Um, next week is the. Um, is our favourite most, well, I say favourite advisedly, it's our most frightening moments in film to go with the Paranormal Activity 4 review. So it's the moments in film which have scared the absolute shit out of you. (laughs) There we go. Thanks all of you lot for listening. Thanks uh, James, Owen, Jerry for contributing. Thanks K-Mac for the music. And we'll be (laughs) back same time next week with more inane ramblings about films.